Welcome back to Moms and Baseball. This is episode 87, and I'm Stephanie. And I'm Diana. Today, we're talking about the MLB 2023 rule changes. I know it's been a while since they came out, but we're going to kind of go over them and review them today. So the MLB uh, created the Joint Competition Committee, which is a voting body consisting of four active players, six members appointed by the MLB, and one umpire. And that was created as part of the 2022 to 2026 collective bargaining agreement that they had uh, when they signed their new contracts. So today we have three main rules that are going to be coming into effect that we're going to talk about. They did trial these in the minor leagues, and so they felt that they were good rules that they're going to make into the 2023 season. The first one is pitch timer. Diana, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that one? Sure. So there are actually like several clocks involved as far as I understand. And and there have been timers in the past, but they haven't really been implemented is my understanding or enforced, I should say. And so now the, the main difference is I believe they're actually going to really enforce the, for both the pitcher and the and the batter if, you know, they're not ready in a timely fashion. So officially mm-hmm. the pitchers have a 15 second clock if nobody is on base and then they have 20 seconds if there are runners on. And uh, the batter has eight seconds to be ready for a pitch. And so there's all these timers involved. Um, the pitcher has to start his motion to pitch within that the expiration of that clock. And the hitter must have both feet in the batter's box and be alert. So, yeah, there's a lot of clocks involved. I think the spirit behind this is that the games are taking too long. The pace of play has slowed down and perhaps fans are losing interest. So the MLB is just trying to do things to make the game more entertaining for the fans. So what are your thoughts? Um, I kind of I kind of agree. Sometimes, you know, that pitcher takes so long up there that you're like, please just let's go pitch, pitch the dang ball. We're waiting here. Um, so yeah, like get, we're in the motion. Let's move the game along and, and keep it flowing. So I kind of, I kind of agree. It's kind of a boring rule, but whatever. I mean, football has it. I mean, so let's, let's do it, I guess. Yeah. I like the, I like the idea of it, of, you know, it, it is frustrating to watch a game and watch somebody, you know, uh, take off their batting gloves and put them back on and tighten them and walk yes. around in between every pitch and the pitcher walk around the mound. And, you know, yeah, I agree with you. Just want to see them throw. I, I, I hate that we have to enforce a timer though, because my thing, yeah. you know, this is kind of like how I felt about dome ball has always been like baseball doesn't have a time clock, you know, that's, it's about oh. innings. And so the, you know, there's a part of me that's like, uh, you know, I, I hate the rigidity of it. Um, and it, but I, I, I think it'll be okay. And I, I, I'm curious to see, how it changes the game, you know, as a fan. True. And I, I forgot to mention, um, we talked about how there was a penalty, but if the pitcher fails to begin his motion within that time period, then it's an automatic ball, right? And if the hitter is not ready within that, like, eight-second time period that he has, he or she has, I should say, then it's an automatic strike. Go figure. So, that makes sense. Yep. Okay. The, and the interesting thing that goes along with that, did you see, I think it was like back in April in the minors, uh, somebody threw, because they had this rule instituted. I believe they actually had yep. one second less. I think it was 14 seconds and 19 seconds, but same hmm. same idea. Um, the, a batter wasn't ready, you know, and had that, that automatic ball called. And so somebody threw an immaculate inning, but he threw it with eight pitches. So, you know, he struck oh. out the side and he struck out and every pitch was a strike. 
but generally, right, that would take nine pitches, but that's one potential outcome is he had an immaculate inning with eight pitches. So <laughs> you could start seeing some wonky things like that happening. Two pitch strikeouts, True. you know, three yeah. pitch walks, things like that. Now, of course, if the batter needs to call timeout or whatever, the umpire do, does still have discretion to like give them for special circumstances if they need extra time. So that's still, you know, in play. So not to worry about that one. Right. And the other thing that goes along with that is my understanding is that the pitcher has what, oh, what's the word? The pitcher may disengage from the mound twice. And then so if he steps off the mound, the, the that timer would reset. If he throws a pickoff oh. throw over to first base, then that would reset. Okay. But he can only do that two times. And then oh. what I always wondered is like, well, then what happens after the second time? You can't throw over again. Why would the why would the runner stay, you know, not just like walk over to right. second base or whatever? But I guess what the rule is, is if they disengage a third time, then the runner has to be like put out. Meaning they could throw over, but he has to be, you have to get him out. If you oh. if you fail to get the runner out on that, that third attempt, then the runner automatically goes to second base. Huh. So, yeah, one of the outcomes will be, in theory, we'll have more stolen bases and or higher, more attempts, I would think, and, yeah. and probably more success a higher percentage of stolen bases i should say because after that second throw you have to feel pretty confident as a runner that on first movement like maybe you take a little more aggressive lead off or on first movement Uh like you're taken off because you don't feel like they're going to be thrown over right true huh okay that'll be interesting good um the next rule change is the defensive shift limits the defensive team must have a minimum of four players on the infield with at least two infields in infielders <laughs> completely on either side of second base. These restrictions are intended to increase the batting average on balls in play to allow infielders to better showcase their athleticism and to restore more traditional outcomes on batted balls. So what do you think about this one, Diana? I feel like this is probably most controversial of the three major rule changes. Um, yeah. People feel pretty strongly one way or another. I lean towards not being a fan primarily because I believe like the spirit of the game of baseball when the game was getting started it wasn't like this is where everybody should play they should stand in this position and the shortstop should play right here in fact I believe the shortstop used to play didn't we talk about this earlier in a podcast that the shortstop used to play like shallow center field or something like that like in a totally different location yeah. So I feel like the idea was just like, for the most part, you have nine fielders and they situate themselves in a way where they feel like they have the best outcome of stopping the ball. And so, right. but you know, I get that traditionally in like the modern era, we've had our players play in certain positions and the shift has increased dramatically yes. over even la- the last, you know, just few years. But um, I-, I think that if we gave it more time, it, it was it was going to allow for different players to be successful. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I I I don't know, but it is what it is, and the players wanted this, I guess. So here it is. Well, one of one of the other things that they have stated here is the infielders may not switch sides. So in other words, a team cannot reposition its best defender on the side of the infield. The batter is more likely to hit the ball. So like you know, your best player, you're gonna line them up if the kid's already hitting to the left side or something. And so lining them up to the left side, which, okay, I get it. I mean, cause if he's your right. best player, you're, you're saying like, if your shortstop's your best defender, you can't like, yes, pl- he can't play on the second base side and then play on the 
wait, on the first base side and then play on the third base side, he has to yes. stay. Yeah. He needs to stay in his position, right? I, I definitely can see where, where the the drama and the, the everything comes in there. Yeah. It'll be um, interesting to see what happens, right? Yeah, that's definitely true. The next rule, of course, is um, bigger bases. <clears throat> so the bases, which are traditionally 15 inches square, will instead be 18 inches square, and home plate is left unchanged. I, I, this is I just such know. a random rule. Why? I, know. I don't know why. Why? The why do we need bigger bases? If you've seen pictures or if you've watched minor league games with the bigger bases, like they look hilarious. You wouldn't think they look <laughs> totally different, but I don't know if you've seen. It's there's a meme going around about like. It's like, here's um, Jose Altuve on, like, the new bigger bases. Oh, and he's, like, <laughs> he's like an ant on this, like, giant island of a base. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, obviously it's making fun of uh, of it. But the, they they look so funny. They're just that <laughs> the, I, the three inches makes a big difference. Right? Well, I, I just don't understand. Well, like, what was the problem? Did yeah. they feel like there was not enough room I for, think... like the defense players and like offense to be touching it at the same time. Oh yeah. It's, it says to avoid collisions. This is especially important for first base, but let's be honest. If we were really concerned about collisions, we would just do the safety bag. Like they do in, like they do in softball and that really helps to avoid collisions. Yeah. But they don't want to look like they're like, cause that's kind of like a training wheel. They don't want to look like they're like, I know it's just, (laughs) it's fine. Like, I don't like, it doesn't really matter. Um, I I was joking with my husband that like, maybe we should invest in whatever company makes bases because because what we were talking about right before we recorded this is, is this going to trickle down to everybody else? Is college going to have bigger bases? Are high schools going to have bigger bases? Are little leagues and travel ball teams going to have bigger bases? And if so, how long will that take? Just it's going to be expensive not only to have to buy all those new bases, but one thing we were talking about was how you'll have to move the base, the what's the word, like the plug, whatever the like bases oh, stick into. Because yeah. If you leave them where they are and you put the bigger bases in, the bases are going to hang over by an inch and a half over the foul line. So you would have to like fill those back in and move them over an inch and a half um, at first and third base. And so along with that thought, that also means the bases will also be what? It's a four, four and a half inch reduction in the distance between first and second base. So yeah, I mean, the, it's going to be a little bit shorter. Yep, that makes sense. Four and a half. Yeah. So then they're thinking like this will this will encourage more stolen base attempts. I'm like, really? It's okay, sure. Well, I mean, yeah, it'll be hard to measure, right? Because that combined with the the time with the clock, yes. I feel like the clock would probably have more an effect on this. But I mean, how often when you watch Major League Baseball are those runners safer out by like a millisecond? You know? Right. Um, another, another reason that the MLB put on here is that the bigger bases could also have the effect of reducing oversliding in which the player loses contact with the bag while sliding through it. Um, I have to just say anybody that's played on any turf when it's rained out or super hot, that stuff is so slippery. Like that is not the base size is not the problem. Like that turf is so slippery, like you just slide right through, and that is the problem. But I guess on the regular field, when it rains too, regular field and grass when it gets so wet, well, mud, dirt, whatever, um, that gets really slippery. So, I mean, 
Sure. If you want to say bigger bases are going to prevent oversliding, I don't know. I mean, if you overslid by fewer than three inches, I guess it would make a difference. <laughs> yeah, true. I don't know. I guess. I guess. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't guess know. like it doesn't really bother me one way or another. I just find it true. interesting that they put this much like time and energy into like this rule change. Right. I know that this is what they came up with. Like they did say that they did review that um, robot umps, which is like, hmm, I kind of see it like, don't get me wrong. I think there's uh, there should still be like a live ump there. But at least for the batter, like to get that consistency, because how many games have we watched when um, Angel Hernandez is like behind the plate and you're like, seriously, that was not a strike. That was a ball. Like, come on. Or vice versa. And like, you do feel bad for that batter because, you know, they're out or or whatever. It's it's gets very frustrating. So, I mean, I do still think that there should be a live ump, but. I don't know. I, I kind of am for the robot ump. Yeah. And I, I actually am on the other side with the robot ump. I guess I'm just like a oh. bit more old school with these primarily because I feel like that's part of like, that's part of the game. And if, if the pitcher is crafty enough to throw a pitch that tricks the ump too, like, I just feel like that's, <laughs> that's part of it. You know, you're like bonus. Good for you. Yeah, I know. I hear you. Some of those batters that they've called like strikes and they were way on the outside and you're like, that good on the catcher because they were framing it right but like right. I was like mm, no dude I would be so mad too I'm so glad you said that that's the other reason because like catcher mom here right like that's yes framing is like such a skill set and it just like totally mm-hmm. defeats that purpose you know so right I, I know, know I, I know. know then that poor catcher like uh, yeah you're right it would be like a kind of a lost talent <laughs> And don't get me wrong. I still like the live umps, you know, like for playing out in the, f- in the oh, field yeah. well, or wherever, calling right. a balk, whatever, those kind of things. But like, dang, it kind of, it would make it a lot easier and faster to move the game along with, with a robot ump behind the plate. You're right. So, well, those are, those are the rules and this is what we had to say about them. <laughs> yeah. If you have any questions or comments or corrections, feel free to contact us. You can reach out on, on our Facebook group, Parents in Baseball. But we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Moms and Baseball. That's Moms and Baseball. Until then, have fun at the fields. We'll see you next week. I giggle every time I hear it, but we'll those see. few inches make a difference, right, Stephanie? I, well, oh my God. <laughs>